Vasily had a good laser bore sight on the crippled black craft swaying under the sixty-foot-wide white parachute. His radar range indicated twelve hundred meters. I will close to one thousand meters and make an easy kill. Inside the two hundred, a bruised and battered Jill McElhenney looked over her left shoulder at the MiG leveling off at her altitude. The thick trail of black smoke from the port engine left a ragged line pointing at the seasoned pilot who had bested her. At least I got a piece of him, she thought as she tried to console herself. She prayed aloud, Our Father, who art in heaven. Vasily prepared to squeeze the trigger as the rangefinder passed one thousand meters. The pistol grip on top of the stick exploded in his hand as a seven-millimeter steel projectile ripped through his aircraft. He howled in pain as his fingers disappeared. The MiG disintegrated under the devastating streams of fire from Eagles 1 and 4. One round set off the remaining missile on his port wing, sending the flaming wreckage of the MiG down in a rapidly spinning fireball, trailing dense black smoke all the way into the churning gulf below. Flash one MiG, Dare announced. Cheers went up inside Mama Bird and two eagles waiting landing clearance aboard Iwo Jima. A cacophony of sounds echoed throughout Iwo Jima's CIC. Jill and Pete had saved countless lives in their losing battle with the MiG. Mike pulled back hard and drew the throttle to idle. Eagle Four performed a rapid deceleration maneuver known as a cobra as she came to a halt with a nose almost vertical. Bug's eyes were as big as saucers. Whoa! Where the hell did you learn that? From her. He smoothly added power and rolled toward Eagle Five, closing the six hundred yards to the damaged bird drifting toward the surface. Eagle Five, you okay? He glanced at Bug with a grin when a female voice came back. I'm okay. Pete didn't make it, she said weakly. We'll get you out. Be ready to swim. That bird won't float very long in these seas. I'll be ready. Overhead, Darren Eagle One considered the situation. The thirty-foot seas and sixty-knot winds would make a rescue operation hazardous for a single aircraft. The waves are going to be the biggest danger. He continued his descent and moved into a loose formation with Mike. Cowboy, I'm going to light the water upwind of Jill after she exits the bird. Stay clear of the chute and watch your ass. Mike looked over to see that Dare had turned on the powerful halogen landing lights under the forward nacelle struts. He had not thought of that while using the NVGs. He quickly removed them. Jill, I want you to jettison the canopy now. Do not wait until you hit the water, Dare ordered. They looked on as Jill hit the emergency canopy jettison switch. It blew upward and then tumbled into the white caps below. You are at 300 feet. When you hit the water, release your shoulder harness and roll out upwind. The chute will drag the bird downwind. Copy? Dare said in a calm voice. Roger that. Jill's confidence started to return. Lose your helmet 
and disconnect your oxygen and comm cord now. As Jill complied, Bug unbuckled and climbed back between the seats in Eagle Four. He checked the heavy green braided nylon fast line still attached to the silver metal D-ring above the entrance door. He quickly made a four-foot loop at the end of the rope and tied it off in a bowline. Jesus, look at that water, Mike remarked nervously to Glenn as the twin halogen lights illuminated the raging sea. Jill's 200 clipped the top of one wave and was pulled off by the billowing chute, only to slam into the next. As the craft was being dragged up the face of the 30-foot menacing green mass of water, her lethe form rolled out of the cockpit and sank beneath the surface.